This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and today we're taking a look at the NFL and race and coaching, and we're going to start off today by looking at Sean Payton, formerly of the New Orleans Saints. Sean Payton has won many, many games, a great uh, he won six out of ten games in his career, won a Super Bowl. He is now uh, with the Denver Broncos struggling under Nathaniel Hackett. The Denver Post put up a, uh article today that said, what about Sean Payton? How can, how can they get Sean Payton? It's very funny to me that any time a coach is under duress or their job's in jeopardy, it's always a white, I repeat, a white former coach that they're going to bring up the name. And Sean Payton got punished for one year ban for bounty hunting. So I don't know if you'd want that person running your organization. But anyway, he did serve his one year suspension. And he, again, he's had a very good track record in the NFL. But if you look at his last 10 years coaching, the New Orleans Saints, he's won just a total of five playoff games. I repeat, five playoff games in 10 years. Can you raise the question that maybe the game has passed him by? But it's very interesting that a Bill Cower, a Sean Payton, to name two, anytime there's an opening, their names come up. What about a Tony Dungy? What about a James Caldwell, a Jimmy Caldwell? Those would be two coaches that have gone to the Super Bowl. And But you don't hear that. You hear a, a Bill Cower. And now we're going to hear Sean Payton, Sean Payton replacing Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett uh, got his opportunity in the National Family League, as I like to call it. His father was an offensive coordinator, like so many, Kyle Shanahan, Steve Belichick, Andy Reid's son. As you know, I won't mention his name. They all got into the league from genealogy, not by merit. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We need a coach's combine at the entry level. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Steve Belichick would not be in the NFL unless their parents' father was a coach of some prominence. Jerry Rice, Lamar Jackson, their kid's not in the NFL. Not going to happen because it is a combine that you go through. You stopwatch, IQ, interview, more interviews, more stopwatch stuff. And then they go and interview your former coach. So that's how you get in the NFL as a player. Now let's look at how you get into the NFL as an owner. You must have a billion dollars. You must have had a successful business. And now you must lobby uh, two-thirds uh, of the owners to give you the approval. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You still need approval. So the owner of, of the Dallas uh, Mavericks, Mark Cuban, probably will never own an NFL team. He's got all the money, but the owners probably don't want, quote unquote, this wild card among or between them in the owner's boxes. So you look at the NFL. It used to stand for not for long, but now it's the National Family League. Uh, Growy, the player personnel, Grow, his uh, father was a, the Jets coach. And you can just cite example after example. But uh, Nathaniel Hackett, over 
and Eric Bieniemy, who won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator, or a James Caldwell, or a Brian Flores is really interesting. The blueprint on hiring coaches for success is this. It is the New York Giants hiring Tom Coughlin, where he cut his teeth with the Jacksonville Jaguars, did pretty damn good, and then their second time around, they really hit their mark. They become better in terms of the media. They, they Their practices, they know what they need to do in practice. They know how to run it. So the Denver Broncos decide that Nathaniel Hackett is better than Brian Flores. No way, no how. We all know it. How could you possibly put someone who's run the whole organization for three years? They had an owner, in, in the owner of the Miami Dolphins wanted to tank the season. So Brian Flores was available. They went to Nathaniel Hackett, and he put up uh, nine points yesterday with Russell Wilson. Nine points. There's no track record there. Tom Coughlin, that's the blueprint. Now, the Giants, of course, haven't followed the blueprint. They went with Ben friggin' McAdoo. They went with Joe Judge. Joe Judge has had the skimpiest record of all time to be an NFL coach. I repeat, he had the skimpiest resume record of all time. He became a head coach. He'll never be another head coach again. There wasn't one quality that you could observable see. He was a special teams coach that would make warrant the New York Giants hiring him. Now, if the Eskimo Argonauts hired him, okay, in the Canadian Football League, but the New York Giants hiring an absolute nothing when they know that they've had great coaches. Bill Parcells, Dan Reeves, Allie Sherman, and uh, Tom Coughlin. And they know the blueprint. And Tom Coughlin is the modern-day blueprint. Now, if you look at Pete Carroll, he was at the Jets and the Patriots. And then he became very successful with the Seattle Seahawks. That's the blueprint. The blueprint of taking Nathaniel Hackett and trying to think he's going to be a winner. The Denver Broncos, again, they're not the Eskimo Argonauts. They are one of the top all time, not in the last couple of years. They're a very um, celebrated franchise. I can't think of another word right now, but the Denver Broncos are a top 10 franchise in the NFL. In terms of fan base, ticket sales, you name it, you always see Broncos. If you travel across the country, there are always Bronco fans. So they've got a strong base and a strong season ticket base. And they have also have winning Super Bowls and going to uh, five or six Super Bowls. So they've got a great track record. And when you have a great track record, you don't have to pull out Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, they're like the Giants. The Giants wanted to go with uh, Joe Judge over uh, James Caldwell. Brian Flores and Eric Bieniemy. winning does not matter in the NFL, and it's a family league business. I'm asking you to look outside your little comfort zone when you watch an NFL game and ask yourself this question. Are the players the best? Absolutely. Why aren't the coaches the best? They're not the best. It's a white man endorsing another white man, and that's how it works. Did the Rooney rule work? That is a question. No, it did not. It did not. Does winning matter in the NFL? It does not. Is the NFL a copycat league? If you are Sean McVay of the Rams, you're young, you're good-looking, 
Somebody goes and gets you your Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks coffee, they become a head coach in the NFL. Someone even bumps into Sean McVay at the supermarket. They become an NFL head coach. So we know that it's a copycat league unless you're Tony Dungy, unless you're Lovey Smith. Do you know that there's been 16 head black head coaches in the NFL? I'm, I'm excluding interim coaches. And four of those 16 made it to the uh, Super Bowl. I repeat, four out of the 16, that's 25%. So if you hire a black head coach, you have a 25% chance of that coach going to the Super Bowl. If you're white, you're only, well, if you hire a white coach, you got a 3 or 4% chance of going to the Super Bowl. So you would think, you would think, that if we're a copycat league, a Lovey Smith, a Mike Tomlin, you would try to copy that recipe. But no, that's not the case. So today, we're not in 1995. We're not in 1968. It's 2022. And once again, a coach, Nathaniel Hackett, put up nine points. And they're calling for his immediate fire out in Denver, out in Colorado. Very interesting. And the name that pops up is Sean Payton. Oh, yeah, this is the Sean Payton that had a one-year suspension for bounty hunting. He's the best you got. He's won five playoff games in 10 or 11 years. So he's better than a Tony Dungy. He's better than a James Jimmy Caldwell or Brian Flores. He might be. I, I think Sean Payton's a pretty darn good coach. Anyone would say that. They're well-organized. They've been in many tough playoff games, and some went the other way. But the point is it's always a white guy to replace that the name floats around. And it's always the white guy that gets the second, third, or fourth chance. And I'm going to say this. If you are white and your father coached in the league, you probably got about an 80% chance of becoming an NFL head coach. What is your track record? Well, you went to films. That's great. But I would say this, that if you played in the NFL as a player where 70% of the players are black, uh, you probably have more observable skills at the entry level getting into the league than a Nathaniel Hackett. But that's not the way it works. So I think the NFL needs a coaches combine that is on the NFL network. Anyone that wants to enter the NFL, that interview, that initial interview, you bring in 10 candidates to be the videographer or the assistant ticket uh, collector, whatever. We want to see it. How are they judging? How are they judging who's the best entry level you know that uh, Megatron could probably coach the wide receivers. Calvin Johnson could probably coach. Emmett Smith could probably coach. But we want an Andy Reid son. We want Andy Reid son. That's the guy that wiped out the little girl the night before the Super Bowl. Oh, what wonderful judgment that he showed. He's 300 pounds. See, I would take a Jerry Rice over anyone on an entry-level uh, position coaching because he's got observable skills. He's in shape. He loves football, but he's been committed to it. The greatest coach, one of the greatest coaches, Bill Parcells, is quoted extensively and interviewed in the Washington Post piece that came out last week, and he talked about why he hired former players to be assistant coaches, why he did it. And he also asked, why don't they get hired? They've proven themselves in so many ways. And I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. Bill Gates can run the company. Steve Jobs can run the company. And so these savants, these truly gifted, not bench warmers, they can coach. And there is a track record. But no one wants to see it. 
of great players becoming great coaches and great leaders outside the locker room. This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and as we enter week five of the NFL, I ask you to get out of your little living room chair, your little comfy chair, and look at things differently and saying, are we seeing the very best? We know that we copycat the Wildcat or the West Coast offense. We know that we copy Sean McVay, but why don't we copy that four Black coaches have gone to the Super Bowl out of just 16. Think about it. Four black coaches out of 16 have gone to the Super Bowl. That is phenomenal success. And when you think about it and you look at it, you'd say, gee, you might copy that. And the reason why is because maybe, just maybe, a black man coaching black players, there's something to it. There's something there. I'm not saying a white person cannot coach 100% uh a team that's made up 100% black folks. Nope, not saying that. But I'm saying that when there is such a high failure rate of white coaches going to the Super Bowl, why wouldn't you just look at that stat? Four black coaches have gone to the Super Bowl. That's one out of four chance. I think if you own the Atlanta Falcons or you own, uh, let's just say, the San Diego Chargers, you'd take that to get to the Super Bowl. You take it, and uh, that's not done. So it's Rob Russell with black laces. And again, the question of the day, are you seeing the very best coaches on the sidelines? Are you seeing the very best coaches to equal the players, to equal the even the announcers? Uh, you have to show it. So again, Rob Russell, black laces, and I look forward to your feedback.